Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive & June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive & June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs. Maybe we should do it the other way around. We always do that. Go on, you kick it off. Go on. Hello, this is Paul Hawksby. No, that's, no I don't mean that. <laughs> Who's on first? Well, I'm saying we'll keep this in. By the way, yeah. you, in, by the way, <laughs> by the way, just job. You introduce yourself first. Okay. Hi, I'm Andy Jacobs. I don't like like I it like, like that. It okay, go back to the old rubbish. way. This is Paul Hawksby <laughs> and Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H and J Daily. Some of the best bits of the song. The J and H Daily. Yeah, that's it. Um, oh, that's why we do it in that order. Yeah, that's very true. Um, well, today, an old uh, face. Uh, he's got quite an old, an old face. An old sea dog. Yeah. Um, Paul Breen Turner used to present uh, Drive with Rodney Marsh in the sort of mid-2000s. He's, he's in the country. He's sailed all the way from... Uh, no, he hasn't. But it came easy yet. But he's here, and he was on good, he was on good form, wasn't he? He was. It was good to see him. And yeah. he was talking Spanish football. And we also spoke to a guy up in Fife, a place called Ely up in Fife, very picturesque place. Mm. And it's a pub that has its own cricket team, but the different, so, so, so do a lot of pubs, you're thinking, mm. but they plough on the beach, which brings its own problems. Mm. But uh, anyway, that was all it uh, described to us. And we had a bit of a chat about various things. Quite a bit of ground. We did. So uh, here it all is. <laughs> Paul and uh, yeah, I enjoyed the game last night. But there was a moment where the commentator apologised for any foul language we may have heard, and I didn't actually, apart from my own. When I tripped, dashing to the loo, I went absolutely flying. Did you I really? Just trying. At what point of proceedings? Was well, I think this? the game had just kicked off, and I was sort of like you going had to, to go. Well, why? That's a that's a schoolboy error, isn't it? Yeah, really? It is really. I should have put it on before pause. the game. Well, I should have just put it on pause or something. But, yeah. Oh, I whacked my knee, but never mind. Uh, I recovered to enjoy the game and. Mm. Uh, I thought one thing I did think was interesting the fact that there's no away goal in the playoff semi final in the two legs does make it a different game. Sure. Because it was like a 3 3 game. Whereas once Albion had scored, if that had been away goal counts double, they would have been in front in that match. Sure. And Villa would have had to play it in a different way. So, you know, and then maybe that hanging on could have meant something for them. But anyway, look, that's the rules. Everybody knows the rules. And, uh, you know, it, it, was a, it was a strange game, wasn't it? Brunt. What, that. Turned the game. He was lucky to stay on him, and he should have gone. I mean, that's been two before. games when an Albion player has been living yeah. on borrowed time in a match, isn't it? I mean, Gale to an extent. Mm. Um, and although I thought he was a bit, 
hard done by when he finally did get sent off for that challenge. But, and then last night with Brunt, you thought, mate, if you keep on... I mean, like he that, is, only a yeah, we all say this, he's not that kind of lad, but he was fired up. I mean, he was yeah. really fired up. Yeah. I mean, the challenge on McGinn should have been a red card on its own, and then to go and do it again, you know... But, you know, Villa obvious. didn't really step up, did they? Couldn't find a way, could yeah, they? I mean, it changed the game, so the, the extra time was I a mean, bit I took special dull. notice of Tammy Abraham, because he might have to be our striker next season. I don't know. I mean, I, I think he, he can score a goal he's a presence but what he needs is movement lessons from Higuain yeah. that's why I think that, that's for me you know at the highest level you have to have that yeah. sort of movement he's not a top Higuain. four Premier League striker you sense looking uh, at him play that's why I, I wouldn't like yeah. to, he's very young but he's very, he is very right, young very young I wouldn't want yeah, to write yeah. him off but no. that, at the moment that would be a problem for me so my, uh, might, you know, my, my wife doesn't it. watch an awful lot of Aston Villa, but yeah. um, she said, she said, "Who's that?" I said, "That's Jack Grealish," and he came to us yeah. last year, but uh, it didn't yeah, quite happen. So tight, but no, <laughs> but no, just she, uh, she, blimey, sh- shorts are tight, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, it was a bit throwback to the uh, Argentina in the '78 <laughs> it World was. Cup. It's a short short, and they're very tight. Aren't He's they? a very nice player to watch. He's got nice feet. He's got a great weight of pass. I think even the yeah. simple pass, it's played at the right way. He didn't. Or he didn't have his best game. Ever, but I thought what he did was neat and tidy. Well, sadly, I, I can't see our chairman paying 40, 50, 60 million for someone he was attempting mm. to mug a club off for last year yeah. for 50. I don't think he'll go for that, though. I mean, no. It depends if Lucky Villa c- come up, then I think he'll probably stay. I think also he will, yeah. I what think. a save from Sam Johnson. Yeah. Uh, a powerful strike from Albert. We always call him Albert because he played for our local club. He went from Meads, Old Madonians, the local club in Chiswick. Right. Right the way through, he went to. He went to Bristol after that. I can't remember. I think it was. I can't remember, I'd have to look it up. But then he ended up at, at Villa. So it's a it's good a chance, though. Well, it was a good save, but it was a good chance. Oh, I don't know, he couldn't have hit it. And he he could have hit it more accurately, but he couldn't have hit it better. No, he, he did, he's got a bit on it. Yeah, it was a great Not a great save. pen by old Albert, though, was it? No, really? it wasn't, it wasn't Albert's it. best work. And but the, well done, I mean, you've got to say, Steer, apparently, they've said, have you been working on penalties? We kind of have faced 100 <laughs> in the last two days. 100 a day. 100, yeah. sensational. Yeah, and well, the, the Albion PA, though, we've got Frank Skinner coming in next week. Well, I'll talk about this, bloke. he's a real cheerleader. Mm. You know, that he's, 10 minutes to go, make some noise. One of those, make some noise. Yeah. But it's, what a contrast, the polar opposite to the chap at Anfield. Yeah. Four minutes. That is the time. Four yeah. minutes. He's so downbeat, that guy. But I, I mean, I thought, it, part of I thought it was brilliant that. the way he did it last week when Origi scored that goal. <laughs> yeah. You know, third Liverpool goal scored by Divock. Like, he must be out, going out of his mind. <laughs> in that. Well, I reckon he goes absolutely crazy, runs around with his shirt over his head, and then gets back on the mic it's and gets star. back into character. But it was impressive, really. And, uh, and what a race at the 8.44 from Sheffield. Uh, four beat one from six. Tremendous. Really? I didn't I mean, tape it. I should I should use <laughs> half time to tune in and watch a bit of uh, Graham Racing TV. Oh, Andy, I know, at one point, they're going to be It's four from six from two and one five and three. You think, oh, all right, <laughs> give them a name. I wonder if there are iconic um, Graham Racing commentaries like that. And it was three from two from one. Who cares who's third? Yeah. A bit like that, wouldn't it? And here comes. Four, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would be that sort of great racing um, moment in the world of greyhounds. Yeah. One's fallen, two's fallen, five's fallen. Here comes three. Yeah, yeah exactly. That would be it. They'd struggle <laughs> to really fall, wouldn't they? I suppose they could. Well, they tell they used to go over the jumps. 
Well, the, the greyhounds over the jumps. I'm pretty sure I've gone mad. <laughs> you had a dream, then. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there used to be greyhounds. Greyhound, okay. Is Bruce Millington listening? He does now and again. Is this true, TalkSport listeners? I've got to check it now. Did they do the greyhounds over the jumps? <laughs> I seem to, like, on dim and distant memory, I seem to remember them. Maybe I know, I reckon I you had a weird dream. Yeah, anyway, let's not want to set the listeners to work. They were on good form yesterday. Yes, and it involves our old mate up. Lloyd Griffith. Um, he was uh, tweeting today that he's opening an event. Right. Oh yeah. Now Lloyd, he's goalkeeper. He's on Soccer AM. He's a comedian. He's a chorister. Actually, there's a very funny story. Do you see that um, Joe Lysett's had a new um, kitchen extension done? No. So he, he <laughs> so to open the kitchen extension, he uh, enlisted the mayor of Birmingham. And Lloyd to sing the national anthem. Really? <laughs> Fantastic, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Lloyd was there, the official opening <laughs> yeah, to sing the anthem. That's very good. But anyway, this is, we digress. Um, Lloyd said, I have an announcement. I'm mm. over the moon to announce that I'm going to be opening the Humberside Fire Peaks, Peaks Lane Firefighters Fate on August the 1st. I've been obsessed with fire engines since a kid, so this is a dream come true. So uh, when they were putting together the Peaks Lane Firefighters Fate on Humberside, I, th- I mean, did they think. Did they have a short list and was Lloyd first? Well, I don't he, know. He because been. now and again, whether it's a shop, you know, you're often saying, oh, come along to your, your local shopping area this week where so-and-so is opening a, a, a clothes shop. And you get some very, very odd people, don't you? Yeah, you get yeah. some... Uh, is this over the fence? <laughs> yeah. Dog racing over the uh, over the jumps. Yeah, yeah. Why do they do away? They're kind of... Yeah, it's like bumpers, really, isn't it? It's Yeah, they're not high fences. No, they are fences. Yeah, OK. Well, it's good, Andy. It happened, yeah. They did go over the jumps. There was a Grand National, says Andy Smart. Greyhound. There you go. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. good. Oh, Andy would know. Well done, folks. We cleared that one up. The champion hurdle of greyhound racing. Oh, no, so, it's sensational the way they go over them. Have you gone along to an opening of something and it was quite a left-field-style... Um, celebrity, uh, sporting or otherwise, who did the opening, much like Lloyd doing the Humberside Fire, Peaks Lane, Firefighter's Fate on August the 1st. Go along, though. It'd be a good do. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Joining us in the studio, former talk sport presenter, uh, the afternoon show, the drive time show with yeah. Rodney Marsh for many years ago. He's a Spanish commentator and football expert, uh, sailing the seven seas these days a bit on his ocean going <laughs> liner. And it's Paul Bryn Turner. Paul, good to see you. Oh, lovely. I t- do you know what? I know we're in the humble days in the, in the other place. I mean, what a what new studio. Some setup, isn't it? Yeah, unbelievable. Can't talk about it. You could have sailed not... up the river. I yeah, did. Didn't you see me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've seen a super yacht outside, but I don't think, unless your rates are a lot. Higher than ours. No, congratulations! Wonderful setup. It's nice, isn't it? Isn't so, amazing? Paul, yeah. Um, yeah. So, it's worth telling people what you're up to. You'd always been a commentator. You work out in Spain and you commentate yeah. on uh, Spanish football, don't you? Yeah. Well, actually, of late, because I semi-retired, I bought a, a, a yacht and started sailing around, yeah. and I've been quite near to um, Gibraltar. Yeah, and Gibraltar have their own television mm. network, Gibraltar TV. And uh, four years ago, they were accepted by FIFA, official members. And so they play European qualifiers and World Cup qualifiers. Um, they needed a commentator. So, so you do all of their stuff. So, so I've been doing um, the commentary on Gibraltar television, the underdogs, and they got their first ever win. Yeah. So it was the other side of the spectrum, if you like. So mm. I, I went from commentating on Real Madrid to Barcelona to little Gibraltar. And uh, a, a crowd of sometimes 500 people, you know, and it, to broadcast those games and to be there when they got their first ever win mm. and the tears of emotion, it's the other side of the coin. And it's mm. been lovely. I've enjoyed it. Brilliant. Okay. Well, now, would you talk about some of the Spanish football stories during the rounds? Yeah. The news broke last night that Antoine Griezmann 
is to leave Atletico Madrid. Looks like he's going to Barcelona. They'll pay his 120 million uh, release clause. Mm. Um, uh, Godin went recently. You, what's going on with Atletico? Is it a bit of an end of an era, you think? I think them? it is, yeah. We've spoken a lot about the unfair divide of television rights in Spain. Barca and Real Madrid refuse to sell collectively and it means that Atletico actually end up getting less than the last team in the Premier League. Mm. So they've got limited spending power and I think Simeone has been frustrated and I think Griezmann's been really loyal. You know, I think they got probably a season extra because it looked Five like... Five years he's been there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I think he's been a good servant to the club. But, you know, the guy, when you get an offer, when somebody like a, a Barcelona or a Real Madrid come calling, it's very difficult to turn them down. Mm. Big money, as you just mentioned, uh, is buyout clause uh, by July is going to be 120 million. Yeah. So no surprise. It's a shame for Atletico fans. And I just wonder if they're going to be able to, you know, keep the grip that we've seen them being so successful the yeah, past yeah. Years. the return sure. of Costa Diego Costa hasn't really worked no it hasn't no, yeah, not no. like the first time and I don't quite get what they see in Morata but uh, how many has he done not very well no, <laughs> not very well um, I mean although saying that they are just um, I mean incredible really they're 75 points um, 11 behind Barcelona have won La Liga you know so that it's not been a disastrous season for Atletico by any any standings mm. and they're um, 7 points clear of uh, Real Madrid, who have yeah. had a disaster by their standards. Absolutely. What, uh, what's going to happen there? Because Zidane, he hasn't been brilliant when he's come back. No. They, they obviously need a big clear out, and they've got plenty of players they can sell and move around. They, they want Hazard. I mean, it's a big job, though, isn't it, for him? It is a big job. There was a suggestion that Mourinho was going to return, you know, before Zidane was announced as the replacement for Solari. And... Um, all of the problems that they had there seemed to have given Mourinho a, a little bit of the reason. Uh, he said, look, this is not my fault. Yeah. You, ca you can't deal with these um, rebels, as he called them at one stage. And it's an unhappy club at the minute. Last time this happened, they called in uh, Fabio Capello to have a clear out. Uh, to deal with the egos and I think there is going to be a clear and some of the players you might see up for grabs and I I mean one that I named on your show some years ago Isco yeah. you know I can see Isco leaving uh, Tony Cruz Benzema allegedly has a deal with PSG Gareth Bale who we'll talk yeah. about in a minute and uh, mm. Marcelo as well was rumoured to be heading to Juventus to join Ronaldo although we now think Ronaldo may not stay at Juventus really? where could he be off to then? Good question. Back to Real Madrid, probably. <laughs> Not Tranmere, is it? Do you know what? It Where is, else could he go? I'll tell you what, it is amazing <laughs> that one player could cause so much disruption, you know, and they got rid of him, and the minute they got rid of Ronaldo, everything went down the pan for Real Madrid. He has got huevos, as yeah, we say yeah. in Spanish. Yeah, you know, he, yeah. he has got big ones. Yeah. He really has, you know. I mean, it, when it really comes down to it, Atletico thought they'd put Juventus out, and he scored a hat-trick in Italy, amazing. And against Spain in the World Cup for for Portugal, he absolutely destroyed Piquet and Ramos, the two best, arguably, dis, uh, central defenders in the world. Yeah. I mean, Ronaldo leaving Real Madrid was the start of the end. Yeah. And and Florentino Perez has got a lot of work to do there. Now, Coutinho is likely to move on, you would think, if yeah. Griezmann's coming in. So why has that not worked in your eyes? You've seen a bit of him whilst commentating, I'm sure. It's very difficult to say. Um, Barcelona had a certain time where everything was controlled with the likes of mega players, Xavi, yeah. Iniesta. How do you replace that style of play? It, it was unique, it was glorious, it was wonderful. And I think Coutinho's had massive boots to fill. They've got a certain way they want to play. 
and it just hasn't gone well. And there's a little bit of a, a lack of hunger. One of the Spanish papers yesterday was saying that, look, when you're married to, uh, I'm not sure if they're married or not, but when you're married to Shakira, you know, she's worth so many millions. He's worth PK so many millions. Mm. They've just opened up a vineyard. Does he really have the hunger to get up at seven o'clock on a chilly Madrid morning and go and do some training? <laughs> he's won everything that he's won. Yeah, he'd rather stay in bed with Shakira, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, that's a very good well, question. He always seems to be never got the option, when really. I, when I watch him, play. Well, you're looking good, Andy. You're in great shape. I must yeah, tell the yeah, listeners. Yeah, he true. looks fantastic. He was quite taken with him. Yeah. Yeah. Coutinho, though, he, uh, Tim Vickery thinks the problem is what's his position? Is he a midfielder? Is mm. he a forward? Yeah. And he's somewhere in between, and that's the problem. And you've got Messi really... floating so yeah. much as well. Yeah. You never know, and he's been brilliant, and he's probably the only, he is the only player who will not be sold. Mm. But there will be plenty. Rakitic, we're hearing, uh, could be available for 50 million. Any takers there? Andres, Bailey, uh, Andres Gomez, who's at Everton, Dennis Suarez. All these players could be sold on permanent deals. Mm. So I, I think you're going to see a lot of movement at Barcelona. What, what's the last week been like then since Barcelona were knocked out by Liverpool? A bit of navel-gazing there in, over there? In, do, do you know what? Normally, there would be some sort of controversy, some sort of excuse. You know, the referee got this wrong. or mm. Zilch. Okay. Absolute zero. Humble pie, applauding Liverpool for an historic, fantastic display. Uh, and just holding their hands up and say, you know what, we deserve to go out and uh, the inquest must start now. I personally think that the Premier League has changed and I think we're more in line now with European football. If you follow me on social media, I often put Premier League as different. Mm. And Gareth Southgate, when he took over, said, we've got to be more streetwise here. You know, you don't win penalties if you don't go to ground. If someone's fouling you, you're not going to get the free kick. You know, unless you show the referee, you've got to be streetwise. What's mm. happened? Uh, England reached the semi-final of a World Cup by being streetwise. We've got four teams in two European finals by being streetwise. We are playing more to the rules played, and I say rules in inverted commas. You're talking about tactical fouling. No, no, I'm just on about being streetwise. If Mm. someone fouls, you make sure the referee sees it. It's not rugby. If someone's pulling your shirt, you're not but, the but We the see team. with City, we see with a lot of teams, you know, that wow. you, they never let a bloke go past them without taking him out. You know, there they, we are. If you're going to defend high up the pitch, if you're going to press, you almost have to do but that. But, Andy, we have got a little bit more streetwise. We're playing more in line with the rest of, of, of the world. And that's why I believe, and I'll say it on your show today, hmm. I believe that in my lifetime, England are going to win a World Cup or a European Championship. I, I honestly believe that's going to happen now because yeah. we're playing, we're, we're clever. We're a lot smarter. We're not letting people get one over on us. Well, okay, well, I remember that, where we heard it. Well, I felt that. Greg Dyke said it first. And yeah. Everybody laughed at him, including myself. Yeah. But <laughs> you think, joined in. You, you should, laughed you, at me when I used to talk like this. <laughs> well, this yeah. is true. But I think um, we should ask about Bale, actually, because there's mm. been a, a bit of talk yesterday that uh, like Tottenham could be offered him, but now it seems that's unlikely to happen. Mm. He says he wants to stay, but... He's going to be in the bomb squad, according to uh, to Zidane. It doesn't yeah. sound, look like he's going and to be yeah, in the Zidane, Zidane went to see him uh, when Tottenham played, I think it was away at Lyon a few years ago, and he contacted Florentino Perez and said, you've got to sign this boy. So it was Zidane's recommendation that originally, you know, gave the seal of approval for him to join Real Madrid, but his uh, agent Barnett has said, look, he's still got three years to go. He's, he's happy on his 600 grand a week. Well, he would be. You know, we, we, but we, doesn't we, he we, want to play? I mean, what's the point? If you know I the manager... I don't think he would want to play. Yeah, of course. Then if you know the manager doesn't like you, if you know the manager doesn't fancy you, you know, there are lots of other top clubs. I know they might have to subsidise some of his wages, but it's not like he wouldn't... I just think Guys, his, I, I'd his be agent a, should get him a club I'd where be they a, want I, him. I think there's a little bit play. of poker going on, Andy, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think... Uh, Gareth Bale will 
leave Real Madrid. I don't think he'll play for them next season. And I'm, I'm pretty certain he's going to be in the Premier League. And it may mm. even be at Manchester, somewhere like Manchester United because Manchester United are going to let Pogba go. Uh, that's probably going to be £150 million up up there or thereabouts to, to Real Madrid. So they're going to need to find fundings for that. So I, I can't mm. see any way. He's I mean, the that's one... How, that's how Madrid can do it. They just shuffle the pack. You Absolutely. mentioned all those players they've got. They've all got high value, so they can't you know, they can yeah. bring in anybody they want. I wonder what Bale's worth now, Paul. I mean, what, what would they expect to, to make from that? Well, I, I, so three, I, I, as he said, three yeah, years they, left. Yeah, I mean, they've been talking in the Spanish media of 120, okay. £130 million. They think they get plays about twenty games. Well, no, he does. We played twenty nine last year. Um, yeah, he played this season. He's played twenty nine games, which maybe is quite as bad as as you'd yeah, think. Maybe. But still, that's a, that's that's not likely again. He's not going to get any fitter as no, he gets older, the, is he? The problem is, I think many many people thought when Cristiano Ronaldo left the club, they just thought we don't need to buy a replacement. He's already here. His name is mm. Gareth Bale, and we all expected Bale to be free now to step in. Uh, and take over from the number one player. And it just hasn't happened. You've mentioned about injuries. That has played a part. But even when he's had the opportunities, it hasn't quite gone the way. And he has scored some important goals, yeah. to be fair. But he's, he's occupying a massive mm. shadow, as you said. You know, We were talking about Andy Brussel about well, this. This should have freed him up. Though, yeah, but know. I suppose that's difficult. You know, They make that complete comparison. When the guy's there, you're in his shadow. And when mm. he leaves, you're expected to step up and be him. But you have to do that. Let's go right back to when... Kenny Dalglish stepped into Kevin Keegan's boots. I mean, they were massive boots to fill, yeah. and he filled them and probably overfilled them. So the great players will find a way, is that he what you're saying, you, Paul? Well, yeah. He should be able to. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. You should be able to. It's been a great Spanish season, finally. Uh, Hetafe is still in the mix to oh, make Champions League. That's been a amazing. great story, isn't it? Uh, little Gaddafi. It looks like they may not now, but Valencia yeah. are kind of Mike in the Parry used to call him Gaddafi. Gaddafi is a little <laughs> suburb of Madrid, and they've got a lot of South American immigrants who support them and I've been to the stadium it's only a little place and I'm really thrilled and made up for them because you know they're on the wrong end of this bad TV rights deal in Spain and they, they get something like a hundred million less wow. than Real Madrid and Barcelona they you know they're on a shoestring and for them to be uh, above Seville going into what is it the final game of the season hmm. is quite astonishing fifth place in, in La Liga yeah. they're going to be in the Europa League for sure and you know, it's it's just incredible to see what they're doing. Brilliant, Paul. We're out of time. Lovely yeah. to see you. Thanks ever so much for coming in. Please so come sailing, in. boys. Sometime. Well, we will. We'll go out. I'll go and get my nautical outfit. I'll do the old. Uh, <laughs> Don't wear hoops, Andy. Hot. They make they make you look <laughs> fat. Hoops. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. For fans of immobile strikers who look like Nasser Hussain, uh, Higuain might be staying at Chelsea. They oh. might be, even if they get a transfer. What ban. a great job. Britain's foremost Toby Gillies lookalike. <laughs> he can still get some lookalike work. Apparently, they, because they registered him in January, there's a thought that they might be able to keep him. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, who knows? We'll see. Um, yes. Have you seen that Ellie Goulding has been training with uh, Barry McGuigan's son Shane? He was on earlier on with uh, yeah. with the the guys with Jim. Yeah. Did, was he talking about? No, they were. I don't oh, think yeah. they, they talked about. It. They were talking about the the fight this weekend. She think punch me like you do. Well, that's nice. You looked up some of her songs. <laughs> I know that one. Oh, you know that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Have you got any other boxing songs for <laughs> Ellie Goulding? Have you got any others? I don't know any of her. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was the only one you looked up. Wasn't <laughs> no, it? no, it wasn't anyone. That's the one I happen to know. You got that in the. Complain uh, this made me uh made me smile. Did it's, it really? Yes it did. Okay. What in an Irish accent? Yes. Yeah. And uh it was a thing about national lottery's new game. Yeah. Which apparently uh still to be won despite being drawn seventeen times. Mm. So people are sort of complaining about it, but uh Lottery operator. I thought the answer from the lottery was brilliant, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. Didn't you That's think so? I, I did say, say yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the clues in the name, mate. <laughs> no, well, is what, what you should said. have said, wasn't it? At the end of the day, it's a lottery. It's a lottery. <laughs> thought, well, at least you've got a sense of humour. Clues pretty, in the name. Pretty yeah, I good, think, I thought. Uh, yeah, oh, I quite That's like right. That. And uh, <clears throat> the Earl of Wessex, uh, where was he? Because I was looking at the court circular. Which, which one's that? Remind the us of the Earl of Wessex. Wessex. Which one is the Earl of Wessex? It's a good question. I think the Earl of Wessex is... It could be a pub. Sophie Wessex. Yes, it's uh, Prince Edward. Prince Edward, okay. He's yeah, the Earl of Essex. Edward. No, he's not the Earl of Essex. What's the matter with the him? Earl the Earl of Wessex. <laughs> Will Hayfield. Who's the Earl of Essex? Ray Parler. <laughs> yeah, the only way is Wessex. Now, that's a series and a half. Yeah, the producers good. just uh, suggested that. A yeah. Good idea, actually. Yeah. And uh, hold on one second. <coughs> Bit of a wheeze there. Okay, uh, now, good. where are we? Oh, yes, here You're talking is. about the Earl of Wessex. The Earl of Wessex. Which one's that? Oh, it's <laughs> Prince Edward, that's it, yeah. <laughs> He uh, was greeted at, uh, where did he go? Slovenia. And he was greeted at the airport by Her Majesty's Ambassador to the Re- Republic of Slovenia. Go on then, carry on. Her Excellency, Miss Sophie Honey. And uh, who actually apparently tripped up and landed on her bottom. Yes, honey ends a faller, and here comes Bowen oh, Avon. Blimey, that's so obscure. <laughs> I liked it. Possibly though. the most actually, obscure second, reference ever. I don't know, there was a reference to it earlier in the show, actually, when we were talking about uh, Greyhound racing over the uh, jumps. Yes, there was, there was, yeah, that, there and that was quite obscure as well. And um, uh, now well, I was, yeah. I picked up uh, the, as I often do, the Daily Record, which gives you a slightly different uh, take on life, north of the border, as we say, <laughs> for us border, yeah. uh, down south. Hmm. And uh, there was a story there about. Um, it looks like great news that um, the Stephen Hendry has been reunited uh, with his um, puppet from Spitting Image. Oh, okay. Because uh, when he split up with his wife, he didn't take it with him, and um, she was considering it selling it. 
Selling it uh, online. Mm. Um, but uh, man- he's managed to get it back, allowing his new partner to spend time with it when he's not there. <laughs> oh, right. But it was a very good... It was a good puppet. Oh, you remember? yeah. yeah old, most, yeah, I'd say, yeah. 90% of the spitting image puppets were incredible. But I'd, uh, I'd, uh, when I did some work there years ago, I had a spitting image hand, one of the hands that had oh, been yeah. discarded, thrown in a skip, uh, the old workshop what on the do Docklands. Well, I'd just use it for comic effect. I took it with me. <laughs> and, uh, and you just kind of leave it in place and frighten people oh, with yeah, it. Okay. It was, uh, it was, it well, was tremendous. Keep your own hand in your it sleeve. Just, and it was like just give you a kind of, just a massive, a big massive sponge hand. But like Pat Jennings. Yeah, it a bit like that. wasn't yeah, modelled on him, was exactly it? Exactly that. Yeah. Have you seen this uh, latest attraction on Brighton's seafront, the Upside Down House? I haven't seen that. That's no. amazing, isn't it? But I was thinking, I'm sure Aussie Goldie, Brighton's Aussie Goldie, Matt Ryan will be bidding on it. He can just ship it back home. It'd be like a normal house for him. <laughs> nice, isn't it? Come because out. obviously in Australia everything's <laughs> upside, upside down. down yeah, That's right, as, as we learned in the Beano. <laughs> Um, yes, so... Uh, Shall I say, in, here comes Foe in Avon again. No, don't do that. Uh, I've got the world of football karma, and very much in oh, my yeah. sights for the world mm. of football karma. Step forward, um, Bournemouth's uh, Jefferson Lerma, who's definitely going to get his next year. Ooh. Because uh, fresh, of course, uh, from um, uh, getting Hyomin Son sent off for some spectacular S-housery. Oh, yes, I wonder. I wonder uh, he then about, followed yeah. that up with Wilf Zaha. Mm. And trying to get him sent off, trying to because knowing oh this is another one you can rile quite. I mean more for them for getting riled, but mm. he's like crybaby Jim Brakes if you want a contemporary <laughs> it's reference. It's rather a pity because he's actually had a good season. He's he a good is, player. but he I mean he doesn't need to do that. Does did it? you see the other? One? I mean Wolf did well to stay on his feet, but a proper just a proper old school double handed petulant push. Mm. I mean I'm sure refs are watching him, and he'll get his next year. Definitely next season that will catch up with him well, because you know will, yeah. refs Absolutely. watch match of the day. They're only mm. human. And they can see what he's up to, I'd oh, like they? to think. Yeah, oh, yeah, they are. Well, there's one or two cyborgs. But we can't, we know, ref, we can't say who they are. Which one is We can't say who they are. Don't, what I'm saying is don't stand behind uh, Craig Pawson <laughs> at the airport when he goes through that barrier. Because he could, he could malfunction. He'd be there for ages. He could go, yeah. Now, the FA Cup, and about to announce, I think, uh, it was in the papers this morning, mm. That uh, it will be available free to air for the first time since 1988 on both ITV and BBC, and it's a good thing. This it's a very good. I've long I've been a long time advocate of sports having certain parts of what they do on terrestrial because yeah. it just you know it just gets more figures. And if you look at this, their biggest I think this was uh, I can't think it was like BBC's figures. Yeah, for the Manchester United game against uh, Arsenal in the fourth round. 7.6 million. Yeah. Right. Now, last week, those two wonderful games that we thought we all watched, 2.7 million for Liverpool, 2.4 million for Spurs. Yeah. Now, that's a very good audience for BT, and they're delighted with that. Sure. But in terms of everybody seeing it and kids and people getting into football and for the future of football, and it's the same with cricket. I saw the only reason I like the 100 is because it's going to have some terrestrial presence. And I'm a big believer in this because I think yeah. it's important but it's going back to the old days Motti's here on Friday and so we're going to have a bit of an FA Cup loving because you know he's a man who's completely synonymous mm. with the competition um, and we are going back to the days when the two terrestrial broadcasters would go head to head then on cup final day I mean they yeah. make a commitment to it round by round clearly um, and it's the great thing is the beep when we will, were kids probably, no one they probably will both do the final you didn't even notice the FA Cup mm. to the third round no one really talked about it did they and you think oh blimey they're all leather header in it yeah. and, but 
now you can follow it from the first round. It's a much greater commitment. Which to is it. good. And that's, that's been yeah, there's nothing good. absolutely. The satellite coverage of football has been wonderful for, for for that sort of thing, as well as all the other stuff that it's brought. But it does have that drawback, and those figures show you that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. interesting. You wonder. I mean, Alan was saying this morning. Surely everyone's got a sky dish, but they haven't. And Ray was really took him to task, and he mm. was right. Because not everyone's got it, and not everybody can afford a subscription like that. Yeah, you're right. You wonder what, what does it tell you about BT's plans for football? Obviously, they've still got Champions League mm. and Europa League, and they've got Premier League. Uh, but they're, they're, well, they're I think kind Premier of... League-wise, that's going to be very interesting to see what they do. Because if there's only one game in town, that's going to affect the price. That will affect the league. So it's it's a tricky one. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Um, anyway, um, you've been telling us about some of these weird, wonderful people who are opening uh, events. Slogger says, once on holiday in a tiny, vill- tiny village in Cornwall in the late 90s, the local pub had a refurb, and to reopen the pub, uh, the ceremony was conducted by a winner of Opportunity Knocks, Bernie Flint. <laughs> really? Don't remember uh, yeah. Bernie. What did he do? Um, I said, well, he, he got paid, but we um, no, no one had any idea who'd booked him. So maybe he just turned up and got the check. I don't know. And uh, Nadim says, uh, yes, uh, an opening ceremony for a new insurance firm in our office block. 18 years ago, step forward, the only man who could have opened it, Steve Backley, the top javelin crow. Who else? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It's the ship in. Uh, it's in Fife. It's the only pub in Britain to have a cricket team with a pitch on the beach. And so it threw up quite a lot of questions. And uh, who better to put them to than the man who is, uh, wait for this, president, chairman, captain, and selector. A man very much in charge of the mm. whole setup, I think it's fair to say. Uh, Graham Bucknell joins us. Uh, hi, Graham. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good, Good thank thanks. you. Yeah. Tell me what interests me, Graham, because. You know, playing cricket on the beach with a plastic bat and a yeah, yeah. well, that's a traditional thing that yeah. people have done since you know cricket was invented, perhaps. But this is proper cricket in whites with stumps with umpires. I mean, how does how does how do you get to prepare the pitch for a stump? Well, exactly. So it is proper cricket, and, and that's that's the key thing. Um, and we get teams from all over the world to come come to play. But it is the the key is it's proper cricket played eleven aside by proper cricketers, uh, or slightly old and fat cricketers sometimes, but uh, <laughs> we, we all know how to hold a bat and how to bowl it. Um, the, key, the key to the pitch is get the tides right. Uh, if you get the tides wrong, you look a bit of an idiot because uh, at high <laughs> tide, it's, it's all wet and we, you go boating. But um, we get about six or seven hours. So once the tide has gone out, we, um, uh, we basically put a rope round for the out for the, the, to mark the pitch, but the actual wicket itself we prepare with a roller. So it's, again, looks a bit like normal cricket. And we just compact down the sand. It's drying nicely. Um, and then the only other concession we make to the fat on a beach is we play with a slightly lighter rubberized cricket ball. Yeah, it had to be. Uh, I thought it would hit. Cause I thought, yeah, because yeah. you just don't, you don't get the bounce otherwise. <laughs> no, just a uh, plug. But uh, but uh, but yeah, it, 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 you know, the bowlers can spin it. They can swing it. They can get off the seam. Uh, occasionally off a bit of seaweed as well and uh, like like every in cricket if you middle it it'll go for four or six and if you don't hit it straight you'll be you'll be out how long so, how long's the tradition been running then grand playing 25 uh, 25 years basically been playing on the beach or a couple of games before that but we've had a we've got a proper club uh, we've got 15 fixtures this season uh, but it's been going about 25 years on the beach um, and it's, uh, it's it's great fun as I said we all used to play cricket some of us still play uh, what we disparagingly call Red Bull cricket or grass cricket, but real cricket on the beach. Uh, we all love it. Um, we we only play at home, and uh, um, yeah, it's 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 a great way to spend the summer. 
I mean, six to seven hours, presumably you, you've only got time for a 2020, haven't you? For we do. Yeah. We know we had a first game of the weekend. That, that photo was us uh, winning in, uh, with two balls to spare in a 30-over game. So yeah. 30 overs aside. Um, next weekend, we've got um, Edinburgh and Sanders Universities playing against us. And we've got a triangular game. We've never done this before, but we've got three matches, uh, 15 over aside. Uh, that will probably involve the students getting their feet wet by the end of the game. But uh, that's, uh, that's part of life, cricket on the beach. You've not been caught. Oh, obviously, you, the mm. great thing about a tide, you, you know when it's coming in and out. So there's no reason uh, why you, you will be caught out. It's not like the rain, is it? It's not like the rain at all, actually. Um, and, and we do stop for rain, but the, with the pitch dries out pretty quickly after rain, which is quite good. Uh, no, the tide, I can predict it pretty well. Um, but uh, occasionally you get caught out or the game's run on or, or things have been delayed. Um, the boundary is either the rope or the, or the line of the incoming tide. So uh, some canny players uh, delay it a bit. So when the tide's in, the, the, the boundary gets a bit shorter. But if it gets too wet, then we just abandon it and all, all go back to the pub. I'm looking, yeah, I was going to say, I'm looking at the website at the moment for the shipping and uh, very some of the pictures, very picturesque. It does look a lovely yeah. a lovely setting. I'm just showing Andy that one there. It's, it's panoramic, a nice panoramic shot on the beach. Beautiful yeah. place. It's, yeah. it's a nice part of the world um, and uh, there's some lovely coastline, lovely sort of old fishing villages. Uh, Ely is a, an old fishing village but now much better known for its beach and it's a sort of place that bit quiet in the winter but really fills up from uh, for Easter and this weather at the moment is amazing so it's busy and then summer holidays it's packed full of, of guys from all over the place actually um, but it's uh, it, it's it's famous for dare I say it's famous for the pub and it's famous for its beaches but increasingly it's becoming really well known for uh, the fabulous sport of beach cricket Excellent Amazing and the, the actual strip itself does somebody have to go along and make sure there's no shells and bits and things because obviously that would affect Rears up off a crab <laughs> Yes yeah, exactly. it, yeah. yeah well you know obviously the home team leave a few a few grenades for the opposition <laughs> yeah, and right stuff so. but but no, we, we roll it, and it's amazing how, how true it keeps, actually. Um, and, you know, you're taught as a kid, don't run up and down the wicket if you're batting, and uh, that certainly holds true on the sand. But it's, uh, it, it performs pretty well, actually, and, and, and certainly for 30-over game, we, we roll it up in between the innings, but it lasts 30 overs absolutely fine. Uh, so I see pictures of the crowd all behind the sort of beach wall there. Um, yeah. I, I, I suppose you get people just turning up because they're just travelling around Scotland and they're probably a bit shocked to see a game of cricket going on when they arrive. Absolutely. Um, we get lots of people equally who, who know about it and they, they plan their holidays around it. Oh. Um, but, uh, no, we do. We lots of people go, that looks like cricket. Lots of um, have some interesting chats from St. Louis, Missouri at the weekend. They did not understand at all what they were looking at. Uh, but we tried to explain it to them. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a beer garden uh, in a pub looking out on the beach, and I think if if you wanted, if you if you tried to say to your kids, let's go and spend six hours in a beer garden, they might not be very happy. But actually, if you say we're going to go and watch some cricket, you find that people just sit there all afternoon and and enjoy like going to watch any game of cricket. You you enjoy it with a drink in your hand and a chat, and you probably watch half watching the cricket and half thinking about something else but it's, yeah. uh, it's a great way to spend an afternoon and, and for us it means we get great crowds it's, it's fabulous and the pub acts as the pavilion as oh, well yeah, does course. it down the, down the steps from the bar in, exactly, onto the pitch yeah. Yeah. so it's, uh, that's one of, the, one of the attractions actually is that refreshments are quite handy we, get, yeah. we have very regular and generous uh, drinks intervals uh, and uh, our, our beer and wine and gin suppliers all, all make sure they sponsor the games and it's, uh, it's certainly a popular one for the opposition teams to come and play in because we look after them pretty well, actually. So um, I would say that, but we do. Good stuff, Good. Graham. Thanks very much for joining us. Appreciate it. Good.
guys. Absolute pleasure. Love the show. Thank you very much, Graham. Yeah, Graham yeah. Bucknell there. He's president, chairman, captain, selector of the ship in, in Ely in Fife. It looks amazing. It's not uh, that far from Edinburgh, is it? I don't think. We not can, sure. We can venture uh, there. Yeah, it's, to it, it, shows. Right, it does look fantastic. It really looks like a nice pub as well. So, <laughs> Must do a shore from there, <laughs> as Big Alan would say. <laughs> Very yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, PBT left us to join Mr. Parry and Mr. Brazil <laughs> oh, yeah. for uh, uh, an afternoon's <laughs> entertainment. That's, that, that Rather could, him than me, I would yeah. have said. Actually, Mr. Perry's always telling us is. that he shouldn't drink, but I mean, maybe maybe he's having a maybe he's having a tonic water. You know he isn't. <laughs> so definitely <laughs> isn't. No question. Uh, I love the story. I hope we can get him on. I love the story about the Liverpool fan who won a bet. He won money on Origi scoring and Barcelona uh, Liverpool winning four 0 Yeah. And uh, what he did basically he got he won three grand. He's decided to he's. Have his teeth done like Jurgen Klopp. That's where he's going to spend the money. Not a ticket for uh, Madrid. He's not spending on going to the game. He wants new teeth. It's it's more permanent. I suppose it is, really, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, and... uh, How are his teeth at the moment? You got a picture of him? I haven't. They they look okay. They're not like, uh, you know, they're like normal person's teeth. Not in the Shane McGowan envelope? No, 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 they're not like that. No, they're just normal. He's he's had his done there, hasn't he? Has he? Like Jürgen? Similarly, yeah, not a million miles (laughs) off. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, uh... So, what money well spent? I mean, it, yeah. can't, it doesn't come cheap, a set of oh, teeth no, like that. Oh, no, here it is. It? He's booked a break in Turkey where we'll have new Nashers fitted yeah. for 3,200 quid. Wow. So, uh, it's obviously, it's cheaper to have them done in Turkey. Do you think <laughs> Jürgen had his done somewhere in Turkey? Probably not, I wouldn't think. He says, I'll get, I can't believe I'll get Liverpool teeth and a week in Turkey for £20. Yeah. <laughs> There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Uh, we return tomorrow from one. Thanks for downloading us. Uh, you going to watch the game tonight, Andy? What's the score going to be? Leeds 2, Derby 0. If you know what, I was thinking the same thing. Mm. I'm kind of with you on that. Yeah, OK. Well, we'll see. It'll make fools of us all, I'm sure. Have a great evening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. 